Welcome to the Soulful Sound Podcast. This podcast is about celebrating the leaders, teachers, and coaches who guide fellow humans to connect, heal, and discover themselves so they can express their gifts into the world. I am Simone Niles, a coach, sound healer, vocalist, and author. Thank you for being here with me today. Yes, yes, and more yes. Excited as always. Today, I'm joined by the gorgeous Alex Crockford, who is a fitness trainer, creator of the CrocFit app, content creator and actor. He helps people get fitter, healthier, happier, and work towards the best version of themselves. Woohoo! <laughs> so happy to have you join me today, Alex, and really excited to jump in to all the things, the wonderful work that you do. Thank you very much. Thank you for the intro and for, for having me on the podcast. Yes. It, it, we have met once in real life. Yes, 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 that's right. <laughs> and I'm really looking forward to having a, a bigger conversation with you. Yes, it's it's been wonderful. I like um how we, we just mentioned off camera how wonderful it is to meet people and interweave connections. And, you know, we have an awesome friend, Will, in common. And I think it's such a beautiful, you know this this moment these moments of connection that come when you, it's just the right time you know yeah. and it's, it's so it's such a beautiful thing so i'm really grateful to have met you of course and of celebrating you in the background with all the work that you're doing and following all of your things so i'm excited to jump in and i know that in your work you focus your focus is quite holistic so meaning you think about the mind, the body, spirit, and all of that kind of approach in your work. So I thought we could just jump in first and talk about the body and fitness, because this is certainly what is mostly presented in your in your work uh, through the shop window, let's say. Um, so talk to me about your journey. How did you get into fitness? And just tell me a bit about your story. Um, yeah, Um Body and fitness is certainly where it started when talking about the mind, body, spirit. So it's good that we're starting there because that's what was certainly the, the first part of my journey. Yes. Um, I've always been involved in fitness and sports. It was, it was always my main interest and uh, skill when I was younger, playing sports. And that just took my interest further into the education that I was doing. Um, I showed very little... Um, attention and effort in anything other than <laughs> class and things like this <laughs> um, much to my regret later on now that I'm so interested in science and maths <laughs> I was like wish I'd really done more of that anyway um, college and university into sports science and things like this and went straight into um, personal training and became a personal trainer but I always had goals to um, reach more people and also personal goals to achieve a, a physique and health that um, was inspirational to me on covers mm. of magazines and athletes and things like that. So I had this um, a connection with my own personal goals, but also wanting to help others achieve the health and fitness that I was achieving myself as well. And that led me to um, gradually move not move away from personal training but find ways to expand and reach more people rather than just the one-to-one -one person that I was in the yes. gym um so that was the right time with social media and everything like this so I was posting my workouts and sharing all of these things and, and helping people and building a community which led me to launch my own service and product which is the the home base or the hub of what I do for mm. all of social media to um to funnel down into and yes. um and that's that's where I am now really um yeah. although that journey of course over time has has really um adjusted from those early days it might have been purely aesthetic and wanting to get chiseled abs and to look good or or be strong for football and basketball but um, over the years, it, especially most recent years, I, it's been more about um, being healthy, being fit, being injury free, being able to do this, the simple things that our body should be able to do, being mobile, being strong, being able to run um, these things. Um, so it's adjusted yeah. over time as it does. 
Yeah, that's beautiful. So there are two things that I want to pull from that. And the first is, I know um, you mentioned about your studies at school. And I, I have this, this is a personal um, thought that I have around uh, that kind of knowing when the time is right. I kind of mentioned that before in that your your mind, your being, your body, your brain wasn't in the place for maths and science then as it is now, right? I would say that I went through a very... Um, I mean, my academics were pretty average overall coming through school, but I was always just interested in music. So I was just like, why am I spending my time focusing on all the rest of that when this is where my heart is calling? And it sounds like that was similar. And what's great is that over the years, too, in the journey, as you get older and you do different things, is that the learning never stops. Now I have a much deeper understanding of maths for music, science for sound healing. There's just so mm. much coming through in the way that is so receptive, which I would think for you now is the same in your you know you you definitely will have that happening looking at the body like you said the body science and the maths and understanding how much is needed through the gifts that you felt called to do yeah that's so true like you said about the timing of it all mm. and, and you return back to certain things that wasn't an interest before but now yes. you look at it with fresh eyes from another perspective with the journey and wisdom you've gone through I think now I'm actually really interested in that because it connects with that thing that, I right. can, that, that I'm learning from. So, yeah. Do you feel called to use your voice and sound in a healing capacity? Learn how to use your voice therapeutically to facilitate healing and well-being. Whether you want to go deeper in your own healing journey or facilitate others in theirs, this training is for you. This online training runs over five weekends and offers theory, practice, resources, and support on your path to becoming a qualified sound healer and for your personal healing journey. Yeah, yeah this, totally agree. this is so cool. And then the second part was this, this journey from the outer to the inner back to the outer, and I'll explain what I mean. The aesthetics, chiseled, looking good, really all of this, to the inner, okay, well, I also you know, wanna be fit and I wanna be healthy and I wanna feel good inside, to outer sharing this path with other people. And the reason I like to, to talk about that, because a lot, in my, a lot of my work is around alignment, and I like to think of alignment as a revolving door between the inner and outer worlds and our inner universe and the outer world, because what are we aligning to? So it sounds like for me, you've been on this journey of alignment, which has led you to feel that calling to share all the things that you're learning, have learned and continue to learn with other people through fitness and health and well-being, which is amazing. Yeah, this is all so true. And you have to go through that journey to then want to share it. And so many people that i I meet or I'm helping, I can see at what stage of the journey they might be at, knowing that we're all on very individual journeys and timeframes and orders. But when I get a feel of, oh, they're saying that they just want this and this, I because I have a, a greater wisdom about health and fitness that than they might, I might help guide them through a particular path um, that is more connected to that inner, outer um, relationship that you just spoke about which yeah. ultimately leads to more success because if you just want to build muscle and get lean without any connection to anything else that we're going to talk about then um, usually you don't get the best results not for a long-term sustainable meaningful way anyway yeah and I think for me my own personal journey in this looking at mind body spirit that I think that my body probably has had the least attention over time not in not forever but in in moments when I think now I'm definitely on a much I have a much better relationship with my body and I'm on a fitness journey and I'm working on certain goals physically where my mind and my spirituality have been a, a massive focus and a really beautiful place to spend time. So bringing those over to the body, it's it's a really interesting noticing and awareness of the importance of that holistic, as we spoke about, approach of all of them getting attention. And of course, that won't mean that they all need the same amount of attention equally all the time. But where you pivot is, you know, I guess, based on what it is that you feel is most aligned and what you need, what's going to benefit you the most. You spoke about bringing people into the best version of themselves. Mm. So, you know, what does that mean? Which is really cool. What is the best version of ourselves? It's exactly what you're saying about that 
awareness of of those multiple aspects of mind body spirit and it's not just about looking good but feeling good and and um the whole holistic approach yeah well i notice certainly i in in terms of fitness for me personally i am definitely much more interested in weights um i've not been a, a class bunny and running around and doing all the different classes in the gym which i i'm sure are great i like iron i like weights i like that feeling and there's something in that for me that is it it builds an internal strength as much as it does the physical strength, right? So we talk about the mental aspects. And I want to know a bit more about that piece. Because of course, looking at the work you do, I see uh, how you demonstrate exercises, you go into this is the best technique for safety and not having injuries, all of this. I love that your exercises are a lot of them are home based, anyone can do them, granny can do them, you know, toddler can do them almost, it's just, it's really beautiful and expansive. Um, so we could talk about that. And then the mental aspects, talk to me about what it takes to do what you do. <laughs> yeah, the the mind mm. i think that the mind and the mindset is really key to to the foundation of even starting any fitness wellness journey it's about uh, deciding it's about knowing that you have the choice to decide what it is that you want what your goals are um mm. framing certain um aspects in a certain way, creating a narrative, it's all starting in energy form first. Yes. Um, that's what, whether it's goal setting or turning something negative to positive. So I'm not exercising or doing this because I hate my body, but in yes. fact, I'm doing it because I'm celebrating my body. The fact mm -hmm. I'm grateful that I can move all of these things is all about the mind and the mindset first. And it really transforms your journey through life and in fitness. If you yeah. just reframe how you're approaching a certain thing um, and creating that environment and experience for yourself. Um, and goal setting, for example, is not just about writing it down so you can set a goal, but I really think that having that intention mm. is really powerful because you're creating it and if you go through proper goal setting that i try to teach where it's where it's a lot more um mental rather than just writing it down but visualization in your mind if you can go into a meditation or a, a calm quiet space where you can feel and visualize having achieved a certain goal mm. in fitness or anything in life yes creating it in energy form in mind form on your mental screen is all part of the process of whether you want to believe that that helps make it come true. In my opinion, it does. But if not that, then at least in self-belief, because mm. you've started to connect your feeling with having achieved it. And that success momentum starts to um, motivate you and inspire you to move in that certain direction. Um, when most of the time, a lot of people have quite low self-belief because of previous failures or quitting in the past, or the journey is way too big to even start. Um, and I use this myself all the time, whether it's in my fitness journey or in my professional life or in anything else is yeah. starting with the mind before any action. Anything else. Yeah. Mm. Beautiful. And, and what I love is that you, you kind of brought the nuance because I use the words very differently of goal setting and intention. Mm. Because to, for me, they're very different. Goal setting is often in, in my way of looking at it about what you do. And intention is setting up the state of how you want to be mm. in order to do. So I work a lot with intention in my work. Um, it's actually, a, a, I would say it's a formula in sound healing that frequency plus intention equals healing. I think it's Jonathan Goldman that said that. And it's an interesting one because one without the other, it, it, it creates an imbalance. Frequency is one thing, but when you add intention or intention is one thing, but when you add frequency. So for me, what you're talking about is setting up that state of being 
how do you want to show up to this, yeah. right? Whatever that is for you. And then here are the goals. Now I know that I want to get fit and healthy and I want to build some muscle mass and I want to all the other things that will come along with how do I want to show up? Um, so I think that's really a really good distinction to make. And I personally use that a lot in, in my work and life as well. Yeah, thank so, you. Yeah. A really quick question about that. I wonder how much that's integrated in your workouts. So would you say that you set an intention for the day and that whole space for everything? Or do you kind of feel like, okay, I'm about to work out, I'm going into this space now. And this, uh, let's say this exercise, this is the intention for this, or this exercise, this is the intention for this. How do you work with it, you personally? Hmm. Probably a variety of ways. I think um, the the more important or the more nervous I am of something or the more um, the more I'm building up to something, the more spent, the more time I will spend, or the more effort I will do to create that intention beforehand. If it's something mm. really natural that I'm doing every single day, I might not go through um, any specific intention consciously anyway. Right. However, with working out specifically, I find that I am really present. I am really, most of the time, so focused on what I'm doing, which is another reason why I love exercise, because it does help really clear the mind and focus you on to being present. Yeah. Um, and therefore, the intention of a specific exercise and the muscles working and the technique I need to use, um, that intention is happening in the moment most of the time. Or if it's a big, scary exercise, then maybe moments beforehand, um, I would I would think about the intention. So it really varies depending on what yeah. it is. So it sounds like in a way, it's like when you need to call in the big guns, let's call it, that you feel like, okay, this is the moment to really bring something in this moment. Um, mm. Otherwise, there is a little bit more of a blanket approach. And you also have found a formula of getting into state already, because you've been doing fitness and, and practicing that you know, discipline for so many years that you've already worked out how to get into that state for yourself. What are some of the ways that you encourage others who may be new to this journey to get into that state, like you said, of being so present and just in the in the room with the with movement and your body? Um, apart from probably the um, the framing of, of the narrative that we spoke about in the mindset is probably um, doing something that feels good or that you enjoy at least mm. at least to get into it if you're struggling to get into it or enjoy workouts or fitness is to partner it with with something really enjoyable whether that's your favorite music and doing just moving and dancing um yes, like yes. this it, you, of course we need to talk about sound and music yes. at some stage for sure uh, for sure and dancing even <laughs> <laughs> That's um, that's certainly a really um, great gateway. Into yes. It. Um, and a warm up can be different for everybody, but a warm up I find is not just for your body, but it's for your for your mind and for that intention piece as well, where you mm. might enjoy um, your music or you're starting slow in the body, um, and to follow what feels good because exercise can feel good in the moment. Yes, you've got to work hard. You've got to push through and and push through your comfort zone and burn the muscles and sweat and and be under a bit of stress sometimes. But generally, you it's enjoyable when you when you um, follow what feels good. So, um, yeah. in creating the the space as well. So if working out is adding stress to your life then it's not the best use of your time it's it's a it's a physical stress and that's needed to yeah. build muscle and to get better but if you're forcing it in around a stressful room and kids running around or whatever um and it's not enjoyable then yeah. maybe that time could be used elsewhere or you could detach yourself if it's possible to get outside yeah. or go somewhere else so it's it's creating the space for yourself yeah, and I relate to that because joy is a big value of mine. A lot of the I, I I use the term in the past, joy is my inner navigation, because often with what I do in life, if there's no joy, I'm, I'm out. Mm -hmm. And it's either that I 
change the environment to cultivate the joy or if I've done everything I do can do to cultivate the joy and it's just not changing, then I change the environment. So it's either I change me or I change the environment. And I and I find it's beautiful because that for me is certainly within life in general, but let's come back to exercise, is a mixture of joy and curiosity. Because there's so much that I don't know yet if I'm going to enjoy or if I'm going to like. I know things that I've tried and I'm definitely like, mm, no, nah, thanks, that's not for me. But there are other things that I'm just like, Oh, like when I, um, I, I call it losing my running virginity years ago, <laughs> I was just like, I'm not a runner. I never used to, I mean, I used to sprint in school a little, but I was never a runner. I was more javelin and did okay there, but I was never like an athlete. I was like, my family was, and I was music. I was like, you go run, you go do all hiking and karate. I'll go sing, you know? So for me, running was an interesting one. And I remembered when I first started, it was after having, I think my second child. And I was like, okay, if I can just run for like 10 minutes, I'll be so happy. Because I just think this is like, I can't, I'm not a runner, you know. So there was this identity about not being this or not being that. Yeah. And I had to let go of the identity piece and just go into curiosity. Mm -hmm. And as I started to run and even just gradually by one minute every time I did it a little bit more and I could feel myself settling and my breath changing and my body changing, I started to love running. And I would never have known that I would love running. I mean, mm -hmm. because it was just something I was curious. Yes. Curious to, to figure out and, and see. Yeah, that curiosity needs um, courage. Yes. And strength to begin. Um, and, and also low expectation in a positive way to to know yeah. that you're going out for 10 minutes you're not trying a one hour run which you probably end up feeling really rubbish about because it was difficult but yeah. having that that low start that curiosity to go out and see what happens it gives you that positive reinforcement to be like wow i'm going to try one one extra minute next time and another minute yes. um, so yeah that's a, a great way to approach it what would you say is the difference between motivation and inspiration? Hmm. Uh, I would say, uh, in, in a simple answer, I would say one is internal and one is external. And that's what I love to use inspiration more than motivation, mm. generally speaking. Um, I, I, I use both in my terminology, but I like to say inspiration more because I find... Um, or instead of internal, external, it could be push and pull. Um, mm. Motivation, you're, you're pushing to do something. It could be an external force like um, maybe fear of, of not achieving something or jealousy of somebody else or wanting to look or be like somebody else. Um, motivation to, to, to look the best I can to make this person happy or, or something. Whereas inspiration, I find, is something that really pulls you instead of pushes you um and it's internal you could have you could close all your external environments off and you still feel really pulled and inspired to do something for yourself and and we haven't spoken about spirit but maybe it's really calling to your to your spirit your soul this is something that's really to you whereas motivation can't be 100% of the time that it goes up and down and that's fine. And sometimes you feel super motivated and you can use it at that point to get through something, but it might not be in alignment, like you said, to what's right for you. You might just be pushing through it for a particular goal that might not be aligned to you. Whereas if you're feeling truly inspired, then you are in alignment to your path and what's right for you at that time. Hmm. I love that you've you've kind of brought the comparison to push and pull, right, in terms of thinking of exercises and what you do with your muscle groups and mm -hmm. things like that. Um, do you feel that uh, and I and I prefer the push and pull to the internal external personally, because I feel like you can have inner motivation, too. So I'm like that you've shifted that. Mm -hmm. Do you feel that the um, motivation piece let's come back to the motivation piece is um something i know you said you personally talk more about inspiration in your work but do you think that that is something that is achieved only through the com maybe comparison of other or doing something on the on the outside so for example for me motivation comes 
comes into it's linked to inspiration it's like almost like it's the other side of the coin that you're motivated to do something because you're inspired by what's mm. possible you're yeah. motivated to do so again it feels like a do and be thing yeah yeah that's that's really true maybe yeah. if it is two sides of the same coin and if you're motivated by the foundation of something that you're inspired by then that that's a pure positive motivation so i like that you've built upon that it doesn't have to be something yeah completely external the whole time but um i think it's important to understand and be self-aware of what it is that you're motivated by and yes. is it a positive or negative feeling that i'm feeling am i doing this because of a a unsteady foundation of something negative that's not aligned to myself or am I feeling motivated because I'm really inspired by that goal or that action so yeah it's yeah. difficult to uh to um to decide it down right of a word <laughs> mm. um, but uh having the self-awareness of what it means to you is exactly important. yes and I know for me um personally again in in let's say in the fitness side of things I'm inspired by others journey, which is like, wow, you've done this, you've achieved that, that's incredible. I'm inspired by obviously my own potential and possibility in the growth of me as a being, my body and all of this. But I think about motivation, there's a part of me that enjoys competition. And when I say competition, I'm competing with myself, my efforts, yesterday's efforts, what I did last week, what I did last month. And that is coupled with seeing others results. I don't feel like I'm competing with other people, mm -hmm. but I love that I I could be inspired by somebody else's journey and somebody else's um, level of fitness. Because if you are ahead of me on the journey, I have something to look forward to. Mm. Right. Yes. And, and that, that brings in, there's a level of competition in that. So I wanted to know if you, what are your thoughts on healthy competition? Because I know that there's unhealthy, but what yeah. are your thoughts of healthy competition? Well, yeah, I agree that the, the competition with you versus you is the ultimate competition and using others <clears throat> or external competition um, can certainly be healthy. I think if it does inspire the best out of you because it resonates with what they're achieving, yes, um, not from a not from a, a jealousy point of view or I wish I had what they had, but more of a wow, I mm. saw where they were, which is where I was or am and they've achieved that, that resonates with me because they were where I was. So if it yes. makes, if you're making a connection with being similar in some way, and that just like fuels a fire of self-belief because they were where I was once. So mm -hmm. I know that I can achieve that as well. Um, and then competition, I think also brings the best, out of you sometimes it, it it helps gives you that that fire to keep pushing forwards yeah, yeah. um and, and getting the best out of you sometimes it's difficult to find that just from yourself if you don't know what's possible you don't know what the limits are with others around you so that really does help lift us all up yeah Beautiful. Yes, I agree. And I, and I like the, the expansion of that. Um, oh, how, how wonderful. Do you, how much of this do you, well, I want to go into spirit now, but how much of this do you, um, you really use in your work? Like I know I've looked at, obviously I've checked your workout and I see a lot of the physical aspects. Would, is this covered this part covered with your clients too, a lot of the, the mindsets and all of those things. Is that something you talk about a lot and share a lot about? Yeah, I, I do my best to make sure that it is a big part of the conversation. Right. Although fitness and workout programs are the key part of it. I have um, documents and um, parts of the app that are alongside the workouts as well as um, weekly calls and uh, group meetings where it is all about mindset and nutrition and lifestyle amazing, amazing. Um, to make sure that people are looking at these aspects as well yes all angles amazing yes 
spirit. Let's Mm -hmm. go into spirit because this is a piece that I think is often not necessarily consciously, but neglected when we think about body and when we think about fitness or or exercise. What is what is your spiritual practice? What tell me a bit about your journey into spirituality? Mm. My journey into spirituality. <clears throat> I think I've I've known for a long time that there's something else or or something um, that I, that I didn't know but wanted to know, and I've always been interested in finding out the truth of the universe of life. Whether when I was young, I used to gaze up at the stars and in wonder or um, start to get interested in things like law of attraction or things like that. I remember there just being multiple, just little signs, little pokes in me as I was growing up and in my young adult life. Um, but I, I've always been very focused on my business and career and things. So it's, it, it was probably a, a slow poking at me. Um, but, I, but, but saying that I was also, whilst I was really interested in building success in my career, I would often use more spiritual foundations to get there, not just mm-hmm. pure action. I would do visualization and law of attraction and, and, um, talking about my goals and pre- pretending or saying like I've achieved things. So those aspects were always a part of me, but I would say compared to now, a very limited understanding of it all. Hmm. And then um, my interest grew over the years, and it was probably three or four years ago where <laughs> I had a a um a psychedelic experience, shall I say, yeah. <laughs> with some close friends, respected the, the the journey and the trip. And we're, we're a good um, group of friends that went through intention and we're talking about our life. And um, it was just a really magical experience. And back then it was probably fueled with a lot of curiosity for me, but it really just massively opened up my my eyes to life and, and the universe a lot more and that was probably one of the catalysts into really just continuing to search for the truth Mm. and who we really are um and then bit by bit universe and spirit started to show itself in in more ways as i started to become more self-aware of coincidences that weren't coincidences and people that would show up and say this or have you looked at that and becoming aware of the books that show up or the videos that show up um, and bit by bit, I was I was deep into <laughs> finding out more and more and more, um, yes. and also the fact that it was resonating more and more and more with what I felt like I was looking for for a long time as well, which is mm. hard to explain. Um, and and then that's that's led me to recent times where I've started to practice a lot more of my my spiritual. Um, practices from from daily meditations um probably being the the main aspect Um, for for over a year maybe a couple of years i have um done daily meditations whether it's sometimes five minutes or half an hour to also um jumping into less common or traditional therapies for my body and for my my healing not a physio session or a massage session which i've done for many years but i came to see you for a sound therapy session yes i've had i've had reiki in in uh some other sessions and some other sound sessions Mm. um and it uh, and as well as some breath work and meditation with will who we spoke about and i did a a course there so i've really kind of thrown myself into some of these practices Mm. and have really noticed the the changes in myself and the releasing of of aspects of me it feels like an expand an expandedness of me that's just gradually um on this journey and it's never ending oh gosh no it's never ending yes (laughs) 
never, never ends. And it's, I think that's the beauty of it, right? We are on this amazing journey and uh, self coming back to self. I wouldn't necessarily um, say enlightenment and self-realization. I find these words are thrown around quite a lot, but let's say coming back to self. And I think that, you know, I'm hearing the same thread through the body and the mind and now coming to spirit that there is an element of curiosity there, right? Their curiosity to, to understand what you don't know. Um, there's the inspiration because you feel called to understand. And then there's the motivation because you feel like it's important to put something in practice. So it's really beautiful to see how that thread has obviously weaves through you and your work and your approach. And so with your now, of course, I know that your spiritual practice is your spiritual practice and that's your journey. How much of it kind of influences now that you're on this journey, the work that you're doing? And do you share any of these elements with clients at all? Yeah, I feel like what I'm finding and experiencing is really big i feel like what we're talking about now is really important in this world yes and i can't go on this journey as a secret it feels like it's so valuable Mm. and aligns so much with my passion of um helping people get fitter healthier and happier yes and their best selves that i know that having a spiritual foundation is absolutely critical to all of these aspects. So although I've built up a brand and a page that's quite visual on the physical body and fitness, um, I can't just overnight switch my, uh, (laughs) my route, but I am just feeding in multiple aspects of, mindset and spirituality in there and having a big following is difficult because you're always going to get some conflicting opinions and messages for sure sure. when I take a photo of my crystals uh, I'll get a message saying you're a pseudoscientist blah 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 (laughs) so (laughs) so I get challenged now and again Um, I I feel like it's all a reason to help me um believe and trust and and let go at the same time and to do what feels right for me to be to be called to so yes I know that my work here isn't to post about things on Instagram and share with the world I feel like it's more about who I am and who we are being yes that carries probably the biggest impact on a vibration frequency level yes yes but I do try to have it impacting my work as well because I really believe and understand and would love to help other people understand Um, because many of the things I think about now never crossed my mind five ten years ago so I know that the journey of expansion is very possible for many others and I would love to be a part of other people's journey in that Mm. understanding. Well, the thing is, as you said about frequency and resonance and vibration is you already are influencing people and inspiring people through you being that, whether you share it publicly or not. I mean, social media, if it's not on social media, it's not real, you know, it doesn't happen. Um, but no, I understand, of course, too, from a business perspective, you're, it's not about switching over because it's still a part of your, all of that is still part of what you do. And you can't separate you from the work that you're bringing into the world. So that's that's going to filter through everything that you do. And you might find that then there is an inspired idea of how to integrate it more practically into your business. That's, that's something that will only, only you will know, you know, Um, what's right and what's aligned and how, and all of those things. And as you said, there will always be people who don't understand. And I, I love when I have people either unsubscribe, say something that, that I don't get what you're talking about. I love when that happens because it, for me, it goes, Oh, my frequency is a really strong now. So the people who don't resonate with me are falling away. Cool. Now I'm going to start to be attracting more of those people who resonate with the frequency and we evolve and change so that always happens that always happens I don't take um I won't call it rejection but let's call it that for the sake of this understanding I don't take rejection personally 
I actually often teach, you know, come on, if you have a beautiful garden, you're going to take the weeds out and you're going to, you know, if you want other flowers to survive, you're going to pull things away. The weeds have their purpose. They're a part of nature. They're beautiful too. But you might decide you don't want a garden full of weeds. Mm. So you pull those weeds out and lovingly place them somewhere else in the earth, <laughs> right? <laughs> and for recycling or whatever. But then you have the garden that you want and that you're cultivating and all the beauty that you're wanting to bring. And so I love when I hear people say what you've just said, because for me, it's like, great, the frequency and resonance is starting to really rev up now. So there will be those people who will go, oh, you know, this, that, mm. and that's cool. This is really nicely put. I'm going to remember this. Thank you very oh, much. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad. It is important to to remember that, isn't it? To to mm. not necessarily try and please everyone, but to be yeah. yourself and understand that that's going to resonate and be right for certain people at a certain time. And if yes. they're not ready for you at that certain time or at all in this lifetime, yes. then let them fall away. They may come back another time if it's yes. right, when it's right. Exactly, exactly. I love that. I love that. So you spoke about your spiritual practices and meditation being one. What are some of the other things that you are turned on by right now? Like what's the area that curiosity is like leading you down the rabbit hole? Uh, creativity as a whole, really. Um, I feel like um, so much of what I've done the past few years about building a business and being on social media has been very although creative in one aspect is is more on this laptop and and on my phone and digitally editing and writing than most people think from a personal trainer to an entrepreneur business person yes. owner has been yeah. very technical focused yes what's really inspiring me at the moment is to just see what i am capable of in so many aspects hence why the acting career is on its way as well because mm -hmm. that's one avenue that I've chosen to um, to to choose, which is nothing to do with with everything else. I've had yes. to go through the the lessons about how to become an actor, which has been really enjoyable because it's all about presence, authenticity, real emotion, mm. uh, which is all part of this as well. Um, so that's been fun and that's a continuing journey, but also, um, I, I, I'm singing at the moment. I'm doing lessons with my uncle, who's a singing teacher, um, because I've never considered myself a singer, but I know that it can all, it can all be, um, experienced and I never thought I was a runner. <laughs> there, yeah, you there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's so cool. Um, and, and musically as well. So I'm, uh, I've got a guitar. I'd like to continue practicing. Um, I'd like to write. So really, honestly, I'm really open to yeah. just being an avenue for for the universe to to channel through whatever it wants from me. And sometimes mm. I feel like aspects of my life blocks that out a little bit. So it's really important for me to allow the space and the time to just um be present and creative in in all these various ways. Yeah. And the areas of your life that block it out, how do you know they're blocking it? Um, usually a feeling, an emotion, um, being aware of of how I'm feeling. And it's not not usually the thing itself for a small amount of time. It could just be a, a large amount of it or mm. lack of other aspects that makes it like that. So we all know social media 24-7 a day isn't the best thing for us. And, yes. and I'm not afraid to say that, even though my business is on social media. Of course. I yeah. want people to spend <laughs> however long is healthy for them, 10 minutes or an hour. And if they see my post, great. But I'd much rather them put their phone down and go and enjoy life elsewhere if they mm -hmm. never see my post. And um, so it's important for me as a creator and a consumer that I don't get lost in it as well so when i do yes. find um, i'm on the scroll for a long period of time and anxiety rises from should i be creating this should i be doing this and how come i haven't got all the likes and the views that that person has um i'm on all these different platforms when i notice this bubbling of anxiety i know that that's that's really blocking who i yeah. am and yes. the gift that i have in this world 
Um, so it's it's a self-awareness thing. Yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. And then how do you resolve it? Put that phone down. <laughs> Turn uh, it off. Yeah, <laughs> um, um, yeah um, detachment or a disconnect to reconnect, I like to call it. Yes. Disconnect to reconnect. And that can be in um, my favorite music, exercising, um, singing, dancing. Uh, yeah, just embodiment, getting back into the body, moving, um, stretching, yoga, um, breathing. Yeah, just just a, just a two to five minutes of of uh, deep breathing just can really transform my day sometimes. So all all of these things. Yeah. And what's really interesting, and as I observe you expressing this, is that every time you spoke about the blockage, you would put your hand on your heart. You would talk about anxiety. You'd talk about whatever. You'd place your hand on your heart space. And then when you talk about disconnecting and reconnecting, there was a sweeping energy back in, right? Mm -hmm. So it's this same area for you that is just like blocking, clearing away what's not aligned with your heart, what's not heart-centered, and bringing that energy back to what it is that you truly want that feels in the flow and feels aligned with, you know, whatever, as you said, you are there to channel through you because we never, we never know the whole picture, you know, and we have will and we can, um, and I don't mean will, will, but we have will, <laughs> though we have him too, um, that can help us make, you know, that, that allows us to make decisions and so on. But I, I am often, um, my practice very much recently, and this is through also grieving recently and things like that, has been coming from a place of surrender, right? Surrender is a beautiful one. Um, it's not easy to do, but when I surrender to whatever is in the moment, moment to moment, it allows for so much more uh, you know, awareness and self-awareness and understanding. As you said, there's something so much bigger than than what we know and can hold in, in our physical hands but in our being and our energy and our interconnectedness there's no limits yeah. there's no limitations and that place of surrender for me is very much reminds me of, gr of growing up in the caribbean you know and having the sea and the beach of floating and just lying in the sea and letting the the waves wash me wherever they want me to go for a few moments um it's yeah. just such a beautiful feeling would you say surrender is the opposite to control? Would you say it's? That's a really good question. Um, on some levels, yes, because if you surrender, you're letting go of the control, not the control of what's necessarily going on on the outside, though, but your own need to understand or control or direct something surrendering so there is a there is a an opposition i guess is the, a good word there where you can't have one and the other at the same time yeah um I, yeah I go on like various aspects of my life in the past mm. i've really wanted to control like i will do this action because it's leading me to this yes path and to get this uh goal or success um and very rarely has it worked out like that. And through the, through the patterns and repetitions of life and the wisdom you gain, I'm now at a place of a lot more surrendering and letting yes. go of control, knowing that if I turn up with those intentions, yes, um, with, with the goals in mind and being a kind person and looking after my frequency and doing the things that I love, then mm. I can surrender to the outcomes. Beautiful. And I feel more at peace now than ever before. Mm. I think I've always battled with um, ambition and and being able to be happy in the present because I'm so driven for the next success that I really want in this life. And that's yeah. not a bad thing, but it's often left me um, at less peace because I'm striving for it. And yeah. those goals are still there but I'm at a lot more gratitude and peace for just right now because I guess it's um, there's a lot of trust and faith in I am where I need to be right now and that's all that matters and I will let it flow to me like laying yeah. maybe laying back in the Caribbean Sea. That would there be you go. Barbados, here we come. <laughs>
<laughs> the thing that I that I like that you said, and I want to pull it out because I think this very often misunderstood. Surrender doesn't mean passive. So surrendering and letting go to the flow doesn't mean that you stop everything and do nothing. Sometimes it does. But you can be ambitious and driven and do all the things that you want to do. What the surrender offers, as you said, is that peace through it, that mm -hmm. gratitude to it, not always having to feel like it has to be hard or a struggle to achieve it. It allows you to tap into an inner knowing and a frequency that feels more um, with ease and flow in, in, in whatever it is that you're doing. For the whole of 2022, maybe even before that, I used the mantra ease and flow. I wanted ease and flow in my life across the board, and I used it in all sorts of ways. And, and anyone that knows me well has heard me use this phrase a lot. Oh, there's no ease and there's no flow. I'm out. Like, like I said, with joy, right? I'm, I kind of take the sword and I'm like, ching, that's not good. I'm not happening. It's not happening. Ching, that's not ease and flow. No, no. But more importantly, it's about choosing the state that I wanted to, like we spoke about the intention, the state that I wanted to be in with a lot of my work. So even with the podcasts, for example, that I do, as as we mentioned before, and you would have received in, in my invitation, I love being in the flow of conversations. I, of course, will research my guests. I will, of course, look at what you're doing and so that I can guide the conversation around you and your amazing work, because that's the podcast. I'm celebrating that. And at the same time, I don't know where we're going to go. I didn't know we would end up here, right? Talking about surrender, perhaps, or anything like this. But what I love is that there's this ease and flow in that moment of just allowing myself to go where I'm guided and go where I'm led. And then there's an interplay between me and other, which is you in this case, which guides me, but we're still taking action. I'm not lying in the beach right now. I'm having a conversation over Zoom yeah. somewhere on the other side of town, right? So it's not a passive thing. Yeah. And we, we do have a, a, um, an element of, of molding and shaping, and then we can let go and just see what else wants to come through. Yeah, that's really well put and a good reminder for a lot of people that surrender doesn't just mean sitting there and, and letting go and waiting, but yeah, like you said, the alignment, taking the actions when you're aligned with the ease and flow, yes. a surrendering process whilst being active. Yeah, that's yeah, really nicely put. And yeah. back to the fitness journey, I say it all the time: is the progress, uh, the the journey is the destination, and you have to yes. enjoy enjoy the process yeah. of it. Because if we're striving for that moment when we're on top of the mountain, or we achieve our goal. Um, that's just for, that's a fr tiny fraction of your life and it's not worth it just for that moment. You've got to enjoy um, the process, the journey along yeah. the way. Beautiful. And there's always another mountain that's higher, right? Yeah. It's like, there's, it's, isn't that the, the funny thing about it? It's like, okay, I finally got here now. And then yeah. we go to Everest next, you know, no, I, I completely, I completely agree. The journey and the day to day, even I would say coming back to daily practice is super important. And they evolve as we evolve. You know, I've, I've been very blessed and fortunate to grow up in a spiritual background where my mom um, started her own spiritual group and practice when I was six years old. That's when I started learning about meditation. And we would have sunrise meditations on the beach. And it was just a beautiful thing. I would I didn't always want to do it then. But this was her giving us discipline and going, well, you just sit there silently for, you know, not not telling us what to feel or how to experience it, but just like you said, creating the space for it. And so meditation has been, I would, I guess I would say a lifelong practice of mine. Do I do it every single day? In some shape or form, I'd say yes, because now for me, meditation doesn't take sitting down in quietly, having my cushions, having the room like, you know, like you see in the background, all of my crystals and my, my chimes and everything. Sometimes I could be sitting on a bus or I could be just walking or I could be in the car um, parked somewhere and just focus in focus inward. Meditation comes for me through my work too and sounding and singing and holding space for people. So there's always an element of of silence, letting go and letting flow um, in, in from moment to moment. And I think that's so important, whatever the practice is. Yeah, that's amazing. Would you say that that, um, that foundation of practice is required to then feel quite meditative in those other aspects of life on a bus, in a car? Or do you think anybody starting out in a meditation journey 
can experience those moments of meditation as well without having to get the the, yes. the cushions. So the answer is twofold to that. I think that when we talk about meditation through the mind and words, that we are putting limitations on what's possible. So in essence, anyone can do all of it now. However, the foundation pieces, the, the reason I say however is because meditation often people are distracted by the outer world or the outside. They're distracted and it, they find it harder to release and go inward. Yeah. So I think the foundation allows of sitting in silence somewhere or creating the external environment that promotes you not being distracted, allows you the practice of going in and not being distracted outwardly. Then you have to work on the distraction inwardly, right? Which is, we think we need to get rid of our thoughts, but that's not true. You're going to always think, be thinking. It's, it's not being attached to the thoughts, in my opinion, as opposed to not thinking. I, I hope that you're still thinking you're alive. Thoughts are going to keep passing through your mind yes. um, but so to answer your question yes and no yes in that the foundation makes maybe makes it easier yeah because i think there are a lot of people that will find sitting down and hearing a car passing or a honking of a horn or something disturbing when i used to do work on actually a good friend of mine and i did this often uh, we have a different meditation practice but she also practices meditation and we'd be on a tour bus and we have everybody talking and doing everyone doing their own thing from one destination to the other and music stuff. And we just sit quietly for about 15 minutes, close 20 minutes, close our eyes and meditate. And, and it was so beautiful. I would open my eyes and go, oh, yeah, I'm on the bus with everybody as opposed to, oh, I can't I can't focus. I can't, you know. So yeah. but that took practice. Um, but I like to think that we have the capacity to to learn at different in different ways. I might have been blessed to start at six, but you don't need to have started that young to have the practice that I have now. I like how you started that with with just quickly mentioning that we, your ability is limitless and everybody has the ability. But with that put aside, yes, <laughs> with that yes. Put aside, the foundation um, does help, of course. Yeah, it does help. But it's like saying, okay, how um, you're working with someone in the gym, right? What's possible for them? What's possible possible for them is based on certainly you're going to give them the foundation so that they avoid injury or that they find an easier way in to for, for health and safety and all those things. You're not going to say, okay, go on bench press, you know, 80 kilos on the first. I mean, you know, all these things. You're going to guide them towards a particular weight gradually. However, does it mean that they can't get there? Right. And that's why I'm saying it's the limitless to me is like, I'm not going to put a cap on what's possible because someone might come and say, well, actually, I've never, ne never, ever meditated. No one's ever told me how to meditate. All I know is that you're supposed to sit in silence and whatever. And then you go on the bus and you do it. And then it was amazing. Yeah. And they never had a meditation practice. Like, I'm like, great. Whichever way works for you. Great. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're all so different. Some people are able to um, not turn off their thoughts, like you said, but go within and find that find that place a lot easier than others. I also just yeah. noticed something that I hadn't really noticed before about uh, meditation and my journey with it is, and I, I'm always making similarities with the fitness journey as mm -hmm. well. Is I, I'm always, which could be counterproductive, but I'm always thinking about my progress spiritually and getting better at meditation, which. Um, of course, is a good goal to have, but in the moment of striving for more, could be resistance and and and, and counterproductive to actually um, surrendering and letting go in the moment. And uh, I noticed that some days are better than others, and some days I completely just aren't able to find peace and and softer thoughts and and focus and other days are fantastic and it is not linear it is just a a, a flowing journey of of uh, good days and bad days yeah. and that is the same with fitness you never tell somebody that's just going to be a continuous straight line of progress but a, a journey of ups and downs um and that I've noticed this recently in my meditation and to not be frustrated that I come out of meditation thinking, well, that was rubbish. <laughs> I, <Yeah>. just, <laughs> I just battled with my thoughts for half an hour. <laughs> um, but to just let it go and be like, that was today. That's yeah. It. 
But also to reframe that, how how awesome that you sat for half an hour and battled with your thoughts. You know how many people don't even notice Mm-hmm. That how much their thoughts are impacting their life and how how much we walk around unconsciously in certain things or, you know, in survival mode instead of thriving. Yeah. The fact that you sat for 30 minutes and battled was better than not. Yeah. Absolutely. And that for me is like a, still a win. Right. And and then eventually, as you said, it's it's not linear. It's it's you know, when you think of the spiral, something can be right around the corner and you don't know because you can't see it in that and that vision in that line, um, which is really, really, which is really crucial. Um, and and the other thing I wanted to mention, because you brought it to the gym and, and the days that aren't going to be good. And I talk a lot about this um, maybe in my past life, but I talk about a lot a lot about the plateau. Because often we see, certainly from an exercise perspective, you're like, oh my gosh, I've been working out for a whole month and my body hasn't changed. Like I've hit a plateau. We use the word plateau in life as a negative thing. But when you actually think about what a plateau is, it's a a stable piece of land on a steep incline. Now, I don't know about you, but if I'm climbing Everest and uh, the winds are going and I'm all over the place and I'm holding on and I'm plotting my way and the temperature and all these things are going on, I'm going to be so grateful for this plateau that's just above me so that I can stop and have some water. I can look back and go, okay, this is what I've achieved so far. I can look up and make any adjustments and refine things because something something in the journey has shifted. That plateau is going to be super, um, you know, like appreciated as opposed to something else. So for me, enjoy those moments of battling with your thoughts and and just notice, just notice. That's it. Just, Just a noticing. I love that. It's like, it's like taking stock on stable ground. I've achieved all of this and now yes. I'm, I'm here. Stay yes. strong, breathe. Yes. Now, where can I go once I've kind of exactly. re-sorted re- myself out? That's really, really nice. I'm going to remember that one as well. Oh, amazing. Yay. And the interesting about it thing about it is you might actually go, I'm, I'm really happy on this plateau. I actually don't think I want to go to the peak anymore. How about I swing over to that side instead, as opposed to thinking like it's going up to the neck, you know, you might actually pivot. Mm. Like you, like you were saying, and you're doing acting and singing and all of this, this call, this inspiration, this shifting that you're doing is that pivot in some way that's serving your soul, right? Mm. Yeah, this is so true. And also the spiral is a great, um, great way to look at a journey as well. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad that you brought that up, uh, mm. an upward spiral that's not a continuous straight line upwards. Oh, yeah. Even if you go through patterns of, of ups and downs, the overall journey is, is on its way up. Yeah. Yeah. How incredible. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Well, I love your curiosity and your energy and your and all the insights that you've shared. I I always like to ask my guests this question, and this is nothing to do with your work per se. But what sound do you love? Hmm. What sound do I love? I would say the the ocean or the sea crashing up against the shore. Mm. Um, I live in Surrey, so I'm not near any water, but I lived in Spain by the sea for a year and got home about, uh, seven, eight months ago. And we used to take walks by the sea and hear it. So to be back for seven, eight months, um, feels like I missed it. And I visited my granddad down South by Bogner and we took a a quick walk by the sea and I just closed my eyes thought, Oh, there it is again. It's so comforting and nice so that's one sound that came to my mind that's beautiful and the good thing is you don't have to be by the sea to hear the sea sounds no you don't (laughs) (laughs) I know I know it's not the same necessarily but I think we we can journey wherever we want like you know and you would have experienced different levels of this, I'm sure, in your meditation practice where you just feel like you're you're not even in the room or the space or you're out of your body somewhat or you're just floating somewhere. And so because we are, we can do these things, you can be on the beach listening to the waves whenever you want. Yeah, you so can. And, and that's what's beautiful. And coming from the Caribbean and being in the UK for in a few days, 26 wow. years. 
in wow. a few days. 26 years. Wow, indeed. I can vouch for not hearing the sea and all of that and just taking myself back there and actually talking about it now. I can even smell what it's like in the first first tides of the morning. It's such a, such yes. a beautiful thing. And it just shows that um, that multi-sensory experience yeah. the external you can go there and create that and so many people um i, I, I don't know but it, it's just incredible to take your time to yes. within do the meditation and experience these things because they're all there accessible yeah. with you if you want to access it yeah, incredible. And even just from a mind perspective, the unconscious mind doesn't know the difference between imagination and reality. Yeah. So we might as well, this is why visualization is so powerful. We might as well imagine the most beautiful, wonderful things for our lives and ourselves and our people and our clients and all of these things, because that's what's going to be then supported. Yeah. And then you're attracting more of that life in and that feeling in. Yes, so cool. I could sit and talk to you all day. Yeah, yeah let's keep going. I could sit and talk to you all day. And I think actually we're going to have to do this again, whether yeah. it's on camera or not, we will keep the conversation going for sure. Yeah. And I just want to say thank you so much, first of all, for your presence today, because I feel that and it's it's amazing to have you here with me and to share your yumminess with the world. And so grateful for the work that you do, helping people to be fitter, healthier, happier, and going towards that best version of themselves. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Alex. Thank you so much for having me on your platform and giving me the ability to have a conversation about these things. I yeah, really amazing. And my final question to you is, what is your soulful sound to the world? And that is a self-prayer or desire that you wish upon the world. It might be repeating a little bit of the things that we said, but the one desire um or prayer to the world is that we remember who we are who we truly are inside that we are this mind body spirit that um we have a body we aren't our body we have a mind we're not our mind but we are spirit soul we are we are part of the universe and to come back to that um uh, always to remember who we truly are that's incredible. Thank you so much. I will make sure that all of your links and the Croc Fit app and everything is available for people to check out under this episode. Thanks again for your time. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please feel free to share it with your friends and remember to subscribe. From my heart to yours, sending you love healing, and sound wherever you are.